we're recording now. Right. Do you want to keep an eye on this as well, just in case? Sure. I don't trust myself with these things. <laughs> She's precariously balanced the whole recorder at the moment. Yeah. It's a perfectly good table three inches away for you to balance that. Just, uh, I'm not used to having so much responsibility with sound, sound You're equipment. Right. Um, how are you? I'm good. We good. haven't done one of these episodes in a while. Uh, it was definitely before Christmas anyway. I'd what say. was the topic? What was, what were oh, we was, uh, God, I can't even remember. What? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Maybe our we listener really can write in and tell us what it is. <laughs> we did get a new listener recently, did we? Did we? I think... I think I Look saw how excited we are. <laughs> hey, Lister. I, I saw somebody on your page saying something like, love the show. I was like, oh, there's oh, a new yeah, person. Yeah. I can't mm. remember who that was, actually. Mm-hmm. I, my head. I can't even remember what we talked about last. No. I'm trying to remember where, where we did it. It's all just becoming a blur now. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, you're back after Christmas. You had a nice Christmas, I did. nice holiday. It it's just like it never happened. That's yeah. always like, you know, you're back two days. It's like didn't even happen I know yeah know. I'm always glad when Christmas is over though I'm not a massive Christmas person so yeah, whenever it's over yeah. I'm like that's you know, the great. Only you, you realise it's it's two two and a half days and then yeah, it's just time off yeah. you know, which is great yeah, but it's yeah. uh, you know I did get to go to Morocco though which was amazing nice but that'll be my last trip of this year now right so. well maybe Helsinki oh yeah yeah I might we'll be going to Helsinki time, for, my, for my free trip yeah <laughs> I might be going might I yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I don't know. But we, we need have to, to sort that out. But apparently, pop filter we... abroad. Yeah, yeah. oh good. yeah, that's the plan. That if we do go to Helsinki, we just watch Helsinki then... TV and try <laughs> yeah, and make Heather Taylor. Make <laughs> and don't put on any subtitles. Yeah, exactly. Try and challenge yourself. Just be an hour of us going. I don't know. I don't know what's happened here. Somebody's talking. <laughs> he seems angry at him. <laughs> okay, so this week we have two things. Yes. So we said we were going to talk about. Last of Us. The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Is it The Last of Us it's or the Last of Us? It's The Last yeah. of Us. I thought it was The Last yeah. of Us, but then I keep reading online just seeing Last of Us. I think people are just... I mean, how lazy is that? that? Come on, it's a, it's, it's a three-letter word you're chopping off <laughs> to save time here. Yeah, um, yeah The Last of Us <laughs> and Tar. Tar. Yeah, Tar. I wasn't okay. sure if I was pronouncing that properly when I saw it because I saw the... The, the accent yeah. over the A, shall we say, <laughs> fought out for us. But, uh, yeah, somebody said, is it an Irish movie? No, <laughs> it's just a, a different it's one. It's better not be us, Gaelga. Yeah. <laughs> there was plenty of moments of uh, drifting in and out of different oh, languages. But yeah. uh, So will we talk about Tar first? Or? Yeah, let's talk about Tar first. Okay. And uh, one of us will be doing our introduction now. Tar is a 2022 psychological drama written and directed by Todd Field and starring Kate Blanchett. The film follows fictional composer and conductor Lydia Tar. Tar premiered at the 79th Venice International Film Festival in September 2022, where Blanchett won the Volpe Cup for Best Actress. Tar was selected Best Film of the Year by the New York Films Critics Circle, the Los Angeles Films Critics Association and the National Society of Film Critics, becoming only the seventh film in history named as such from the nation's top critics groups, the so-called trifecta. Tar was named Best Picture of the Year by more critics than any other film released in 2022 and the American Film Institute named it one of the top 10 films of the year. With all of these accolades, will the maestro manage to win over Will? Or will Will continue to believe the conductors merely stand there and flail about their hands while the musicians do all of the actual work? Let us find out, shall we? Well done, Lorraine. That was really good. Uh, <laughs> so I think, did I recommend this to you? You did, yeah. Okay, right. So I, I actually only got around to watching it last night. And uh, I, it was then that I realized that the director is, what's his name again? It'll he, come to me. But he did yeah. uh, In the Bedroom. In the Bedroom. Have you okay. seen that years ago? No. It's a, it's a quite an old, like he's, I think it's, I think that might have been his last film. 
Right, okay. Uh, and I'd seen it sounds that. Familiar, it was um, about a couple. I think it was Sissy Spacek and Tom. Not an English actor. Jeez, we're so well researched yeah, for know, these things. Yeah. But, uh, it's our first one back, in fairness. But it, he, yeah, it was about this couple who had lost a son in an accident, I think it was. Oh, and the just the grief that they were dealing with. Uh, uh, your man, um, the father of the guy who's in 24. Oh my God, very famous actor. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Field is the director. Okay. Uh, now let's, let's tidy this up. We're just going to talk around the all the names now. Um, oh no, do you know what I'm thinking of that film, the really famous film from the 70s? Oh, okay. With, no. Yeah, with Tom, um, Tom Wilkinson. Sutherland. Sutherland is the man I'm thinking of. All right. Yeah. Tom Wilkinson is the guy. Do you know that actor? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. loads of things. Okay. But so I, I, I had seen that and I, I, I quite liked it. It was kind of, it was a kind of uh, early 2000s, late 90s kind of feeling film. Mm-hmm. It was about, like I said, about the grief of parents who've lost a child, but uh, an adult child. Okay, and, um, and it's called In the Bedroom. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that I'm not mixing it up. But anyway, the, mm-hmm. the it was very slow, very took its time, you know, uh, not a lot of story, but a lot of character stuff and a lot of great acting. And, and I would I, I would kind of say the film kind of stood on the acting rather than the writing. Mm-hmm. But he's also the guy who pl- he was in um, Eyes Wide Shut. The director. I've actually the piano never seen Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, really? Just because it doesn't look like it's very good, apart from all the, the weird nudity scenes. It's it's better than you think it is. Oh, okay. And it's aged, I think, better than people expect. I think there's just so much, so much expectation on it and the whole thing of the uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman being married at mm. the time and just how long the shoot took, all the problems with it and stuff like that. Okay, but he's yeah. actually in it. He's he's a, he's a, an old school friend of Tom Cruise's in it. Right. He meets at a bar... And he gives them this invite to this, what turns out to be the weird sex, sex party, party kind thing. of thing. Okay. You know? is that, that's um, what the whole film is about, is it? Yeah, it's kind of, he goes off, uh, he has an argument with his wife where she admits to this big sexual fantasy and she, oh, okay. and he gets enraged by this and he storms off into the night. This and has is one Tom of these, Cruise. Yeah, he has one of these kind of weird adventures where it's kind of meeting weirdo after weirdo and getting further drawn into this weird okay. world and it is good I, I like yeah, it I think I it's a good it film stage, it's not yeah. like Kubrick is always Tom worth Cruise. a look the thoughts of Tom Cruise the, well, the thoughts of Tom Cruise in the sex party just I don't well, like the thoughts he's not really getting involved he's just there <laughs> watching. watching it yeah and okay. he's just kind of this whole world he's been drawn into and okay. now he's, he's trying hard to escape from it right? and that was anyway. the last film they did before they broke up yes weird. yeah yeah but we've drifted it, quite yeah. far from uh, Tar now. But anyway, he's in <laughs> so that. that was, uh, but right. he, he hasn't directed many films. I think it's 17 years since his last one. Oh, okay, right. So, so it's about Kate Blanchett, who is a conductor, conductor who yeah. is uh, very well renowned, and she's about to record Mahler's Fifth yeah. Symphony uh, for with the, the Philharmonic. Yeah, with or, the, or Berlin, the Berlin, yeah. the Berlin and Orchestra. She's, doing it for like Deutsche Grammophon, which is a big classical yeah. label in the world. Mm-hmm. But it's all about her influence uh, in that world and how yeah. she abuses that influence yeah. and, uh, so essentially a bit of a predator in a way mm-hmm. in, in, in a way that you would normally associate with a man in this role yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. so she is uh, various things happen all the way through it where somebody commits suicide and she's trying to cover up their connection with that person mm-hmm. you know because she had uh, <coughs> yeah. she had uh, somehow blocked their career right yeah uh, after having an, a relationship with them yeah right? yeah and yeah. it's just about how she always takes on these young conductors and they're always young female yeah, conductors yeah. as well and she's, she's gay she's gay and in the meantime she is also married to the first violin is she in married the I think she is okay I, think, did I didn't know that? I know. I knew they were in a relationship and they yeah. have an adopted child they have an adopted child and she the, the her wife is the first violin in the orchestra that she's yeah. 
working with. And poor wife. So it's it's all about her her relationships with various people, be they students or be they uh, fellow uh, musicians or um, people outside of that, still in that world, but uh, other conductors and other the people who finance and all of this stuff mm-hmm. and just the abuse of power that goes on yeah, within yeah. that. Mm. But I, I was watching it last night and I was, I think I texted you about 20 minutes in. I was going, this is hard going. And <laughs> that's when I realized there was another two hours, 10 minutes oh, to you, go. So you didn't know it was two hours, 38 minutes. No, I was watching. just, I was, oh God. <laughs> see, I went to see in the cinema. Yeah. And uh, so I'd seen the running time. I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Two and a half. For, and I, I don't like these really, really long films. It's mm. like somebody needs to come up to the director and go, okay, right, that could be a half an hour shorter yes, and it would be yeah. absolutely fine. I think you could probably say that about most films. Yeah, they don't but, need to be so long. Yeah, but also, but I think, a sign of a good film is where you think that could have been a half an hour shorter, but I'm not sure what I'd take out. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, I think that's a good thing. If that's The running time has kind of worked there in a sense. Mm-hmm. But with this, I think the running time was produced by very long conversations, long gaps in conversations. Mm-hmm. It was just the scenes. Nobody was in a hurry. That's what made mm-hmm. this, the thing last longer. But I, I found it hard going. I enjoyed big chunks of it. I enjoyed the whole thing, to be honest, but it was... I think if I didn't have to watch it for this, mm. I wouldn't have made my way through it all. I okay. don't think I would have. Right. Not that it was bad, not that there was anything wrong with it. I just, it just, I think it's when you're watching things at home, you feel, you get that awful thing where you're kind of going, I'll just watch the rest of this tomorrow and you don't right you know so yeah. what, did you, what did you think of it uh, yeah I, I really liked it to be honest I heard about it because a student uh, a media student of mine came up to me in the canteen and mm. said have you seen Tara yet mm. and I was like no I don't think I'd even heard of it at the time yeah. he's like go and see it Kate Blanchett's in it it's brilliant and he was talking about how much he loved it so I, I didn't really know because as we know I don't watch trailers and I didn't look yes. up anything about it beforehand I yeah. just knew Kate Blanchett was in it I think he told me that it was about a conductor right. and that it's something got to do with cancel culture that's all I yeah. knew but I hadn't read yeah. anything else but so I started watching I saw it in the cinema uh, and I was thinking god two hours 38 minutes that's that's a long time and it's also in the IFI which we we were in the big screen which was quite nice but yeah. you have, have you ever been to the IFI in the small screens oh, and tried yeah, to yeah. eat popcorn or crisps <laughs> people actually look give you dirty really? looks I, I like the IFI but I find it can be a bit pretentious yes, that you go yeah, in yeah. and like try to, try to eat popcorn know, in, the in the cinema and people looking around it, it's yeah. like yeah. I eat popcorn I'm here for three yeah. hours basically <laughs> anyway didn't bring any popcorn in that day but mm. uh, there's yeah. a lot of gaps in the, in the in the audio there where you would have been found out <laughs> I know yeah. where you're holding a bit of popcorn in your mouth waiting for a noisy <laughs> bit for it to soften <laughs> it's so just you can just swallow just, it <laughs> just drink but, uh, the popcorn I have to say I actually really liked it because I didn't know what to expect and like, first of all I just think Kate Blanchett is unreal she's just such mm. a good actor and she's, she's just she's just so watchable isn't yeah, it? Like yeah. she could just be over there eating a bowl of cornflakes or something Eat to be popcorn. like in the, in the lighthouse well, the light. kid. Oscar worthy <laughs> Oscar worthy performance yeah. there's just something about her I could watch her all yeah, day basically so like that was the first thing so when they, they first, she first comes out and, and you can tell straight away she's really nervous she's about to go on some it's like um, it's an audience with mm. she's doing an interview in, in front of people about her career yeah. and everything else and that's quite a long scene it could go on for maybe like yeah, 15 yeah. or 20 minutes and they're ta- just talking about classical music and conducting but I actually really like that just because I think it's so unusual that yeah. you you that scenes are allowed 
to play like that because yeah. we're so used to everything being so quick now and edited so fast so in that way mm. there was something about it again I think it's because she's so watchable and then mm. I don't know much about classical music but it's something I would like to know more about and I'm starting to get more interested in it the older I get yeah. I'm more interested <laughs> in that one day it'll be jazz hopefully <laughs> start off with classical music so I was actually really interested listening like I remember yeah. thinking oh if I if the whole film even was just this for say like an hour I yeah. could possibly watch it but I but think it, they needed that opening scene because they needed to explain what a conductor does and that's kind yeah, of what she does so it was, that, yeah know? so it was kind of like exposition I suppose so I did like it and I thought her performance in it was really good I even liked you know kind of the first scene with the she's she's obviously with the class and there's a guy there and I think he's um uh, what do you call it? pan pan gender yeah pan yeah, gender yeah. and she's talking about that, like that even that whole interaction he's basically saying he doesn't listen to Bach because he's problematic and she was saying yeah. well if you're God if you're not going to listen to him then what yeah. about this person this person and I actually thought she made a really good point I know she's a well, predator it's but the I did, art I and the artist kind of argument again thing. you know so yeah what, and, and, what do you do yeah and that's and after watching this film as well I I kind of thought. Uh, before I think before now or, or for a long time I did kind of think no I don't know if you can separate the art from the artist I think if somebody does something yeah. maybe we should kind of pull away from it but after watching this I, thought, I, I really was adamant that no I do think the art and the artist should be separated just right. because I think if you're if, like where do you draw the line then because there's been well, so many problematic figures I think that the, the way you draw, <coughs> the only way you can draw the line is to not financially support them so mm. if there's an artist who's alive that you know, makes amazing music, but they're very questionable. I think I'd have no problem stealing that music if I thought it was so yeah, good. Yeah. But it's like, um, but there are some artists who you just kind of go, oh God, the music is so, or the music, whatever it is, is so good mm. that it's not that you can overlook it. But I remember somebody said before that the, the Smiths are such a good band that not even Morrissey can put me off them. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of, uh, that's that's a testament to how good they are. But yeah. it's, um, but again, I always have this thing where people are talking about a character in the movie. They've got a very unlikable character. Mm. But I kind of think, who cares if they're an unlikable character? Are they an interesting character? They don't. I don't have to like these people. Mm. But the same, and I think it extends to music as well. Like, it really depends what they do and and how you support or interact with their with their work. I guess as well. Yeah. Well, that's well after this because I just think the thing is there have been so many problematic people and mm. even the way she was sure. when she started listing off all the people in classical music and yeah. I was thinking yeah like I don't even know the backstories of half these people but most yeah, yeah. of them probably have some sort of history or some sort of weirdness going on there so yeah. if you're going to stop listening to anyone who has any sort of you know and I know obviously there's some people that are a bit more extreme than others but I, I do after leaving this film I, I was thinking no I, I definitely think it ha you know it gets to stitch especially maybe if they're still alive maybe it's different because mm. then you, you obviously don't want to be supporting it in any way or but a lot of these things only ever come out after people have died yeah. anyway, but like say with classical composers who died years and years and years yeah. ago the, the thoughts of not listening to say Beethoven or Bach or something like that because of things that they did yeah but I, in that case you kind of go who are you taking a stand against yeah, here and who well, are you supporting Everyone involved in that person's life is long dead. Yeah. You know, what? what is the... I think in a lot of ways, I, I feel like the, the stance that people are taking is... Some of it is to draw attention to themselves mm. and how, you know, how right on they are, how worthy they are. And I guess some of them genuinely feel this as well. But it's... um, I just don't get what problem they're trying to solve in, in that instance. But yeah. I guess the whole point of it is that, you know, she's defending these people because she knows... 
ultimately that our own behaviour would yeah, be questionable Yeah, well, that's true, well. yeah. But I thought it was interesting, and I thought it was kind of an interesting look at cancel culture in that um, we were talking about it afterwards, and we were saying, is it about cancel culture or is it about predators? And I think it's, it, it's kind of about both. It's mm. sort of saying, you know, I think it's like it's obviously not good what she's doing but at the same time mm. this idea of a cancel culture possibly isn't yeah. a particularly good thing either but one theory have you heard this theory about what's actually going on no. in the film now, I don't want to give too many spoilers away I don't want to give any spoilers away really but um, there is a theory out there that basically the whole third act is in her head and when I yeah, I could kind of see that. Yeah, because it, it does kind of get a little bit... She's having audio hallucinations top. all the way through mm, it, The whole really, way yeah. through, and you, and you never really find out no. where these this, this, somebody is kind of leaving things for her or yeah, setting yeah. off her, what do you call that, metronome? Metro. Yeah, the metronome in her house. Now, yeah. That one was completely... like. There's a, a moment where she wakes up and she can hear this ticking and in the middle of the night and she finds it that it, it's a metronome that's been set off and it's in her house in a, in a cabinet closed and everyone's asleep and it, the only people it could be are really her her daughter or her wife her perhaps. wife yeah and mm-hmm. it's just it wasn't any of them yeah. and th- that moment I felt was a dream or yeah. there was no really obvious explanation for that it was and there's another moment where she's out running and she hears a woman screaming in the in the woods in the yeah. park yeah, and she can't pinpoint it. And then also the yeah. bit where she goes in after, you know, the, is she is she Russian? The, you know, the, the young, oh, yeah, 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 the yeah. young um, cello Chalice. player that yeah, she, yeah. she takes a shine to. Yeah. She goes in after her mm. and then all of a sudden she disappears and then all of a sudden there's this massive black dog there. Yes, that she yeah, yeah. So all of that. So so I, I was reading an article and I was thinking, yeah, so there are people out there who basically think this is almost like a ghost story in a way that every, yeah. a lot of people are missing this and that it's actually like a ghost story and that it is the woman who died by suicide in oh, I that see, she yeah. used to work so with. So yeah, there was a, an, a, was she a conductor as well? Do you know I think so, or she was kind of a, her, her what, a protege or something right. like that, or she was kind of priming her to yeah. be the next one. And, and then she, we don't meet her as such no. in the film. She, it, it turned out she has committed suicide and this is the woman she's trying to erase all the yeah, connections with. Yeah, because um, Lydia, yeah. is Lydia Tarr, the conductor, Kate Blanchett, she had sent all these emails to people saying, yeah. I can't recommend her at all. She's completely unstable. Yeah, yeah. So basically she couldn't get any work. She destroyed her career yeah. basically after that. But there, it, there's actually, so I saw a shot last night uh, when I was reading back over it. There's a shot where uh, Kate Blanchett's in bed mm-hmm. and she gets up and the room is dark. I think maybe her daughter comes into the room and right. when she gets up, you can actually see, and I never spotted it, there's an outline of a figure oh, in yeah, the background. Okay. So people are saying that it's it's the ghost of... Right of the woman yeah. now, it feels know. like a reach to me but it, I and think also that maybe that whole thing that happened at the end which I won't say something something very funny happens in the third oh, yeah, act well it's I, not supposed to be funny yeah, have you seen that this is the very last moment not the very last moment but, but kind of what what her, kind of what is sort of the, the she ends up in the Philippines her. and she goes into the video a, game conducting yeah 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 but the thing that happened before oh, that okay, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. people are saying even that was possibly in her head which at the time I thought possibly was just because I couldn't imagine her doing something mm. like that and when she's about to walk out to do this thing there's a trumpet player there and he doesn't stop her or he doesn't even look at her right, to okay. go what are you doing here you shouldn't be here yeah I think I think it feels like trying to explain what's going on and <laughs> trying to grab on not you but I mean trying to grab onto things to try and explain it I don't I feel it's more straightforward than that I think this is you think I don't know I think, I think it's there's, cause there, there, there is the odd the audio moment. hallucination thing and all of the things connected to that are very odd you know yeah there is the odd kind of moment in it where and if that is the case I think it's it's, it's not particularly well handled okay I, I think I, I think it's I think it's almost too subtle if they're if that's what they're doing yeah. you know and his films the ones I've seen or the one I've seen at the very least seem to be a lot more 
grounded in the real world and f- for the most part this is too mm-hmm. and I, and you could argue, you could argue the audio hallucinations are coming from anxiety and pressure and you know men- mental illness perhaps but i don't think there's anything supernatural going on well i don't think so either well no i kind of did when i was watching it i because there's been there's just so many moments where say like the thing where she keeps hearing something or yeah. she goes out and she sees something that clearly wasn't left by her right, yeah, and yeah. that was never explained who yeah, did that yeah. and then the screaming in the park and then they got that sequence where she ends up falling up the stairs because she goes in and then yeah. the dog chases her like that was all bizarre and it was never but then uh, afterwards she, she she's chased by this dog she falls and smacks her face on the ground yeah. but then back in the real world she tries to explain this as she was attacked yeah but I just thought that was her lying because she didn't want anyone to know that she had gone in after the girl but there was never any so in her head was this actually her being chased by a dog and fell over and there's nothing supernatural in her head about this that's all she thinks all she has to say is she fell you know, I she know, doesn't no, have to say she was no, beaten I, up. I never you know? understood, what, but she did. That was the whole yeah. thing. She lied about that. So I was thinking, why did she lie? But I thought but didn't have to. Yeah. I never really explained why she felt yeah. she had to. Possibly that part, yeah, maybe did happen. In, or or maybe, I think the, the, the idea was that this woman, I can't remember her name. Oh, there's another shot of a woman. I think it's at the very start. There's a woman with red hair, which this woman had, the mm. woman who died, yeah. had sitting in the audience watching her. Right, And okay. you can just see the back of her head. I do remember that. Okay. Like, Who's that person? And she's never explained. Okay. So I I think the idea is in all of these it's this woman is okay. basically haunting her that didn't come across to me at all I, I, didn't, get I that. didn't really there were moments where I kind of thought oh yeah there's something a bit right. strange or supernatural going on here but yeah definitely a few moments like that but I didn't it think kind of they makes a little bit more like, I, yeah. I have to say I really liked it it definitely could have been shorter just because sit, even sitting for two mm. hours yeah. 38 minutes and the IFI are quite good in that they don't show a lot of trailers yeah okay <laughs> but gee, we know how you feel about trailers yeah. you sit there with your eyes closed yeah. your fingers in your ears but um, so that was a bit like I do think sometimes somebody needs to say to these directors out yeah. there like you know take take some sort of scissors to that yeah. but overall I thought Kate Blanchett's performance was brilliant I thought it, it was, was interesting I kind of liked how slow it was and right. I'm not a big fan no, I, of slow I, I don't mind them but the one thing I, th- I felt about it was there's a moment where she sits down with that student this pangender student who they have this falling out yeah. but she sits and starts playing the piano Yeah. and she is clearly not playing that piano do you think okay so I Death, was, there's a moment where okay. she hits a chord and that's timed very well but she's playing this arpeggiated kind of flowing kind of piano piece and I the angle that they have it at any any person who plays piano at any level would could tell she's not doing okay, that and I, I just think if that. she's not it, she her her arm movements were very good yeah. but her hand movements were so still you could just tell she wasn't doing it okay. and I just think any musician watching that and there will be a lot of musicians interested in yeah, that story to, yeah, don't definitely. show somebody playing a piano mm. if they're not playing it Cheat the angle yeah, somehow. Do what you have brave, to do. The way the, where the angle was, it was kind of below. So yeah. you can see a lot of her hand. Yeah. I do remember that moment and I remember looking at it going, is she playing the piano or not? Thank God, if she it's learned not, to play the it's piano It's not this, bad. And amazing. there's a couple of moments like where she hits a chord and you can tell she's doing that. Mm. But I think what's happening is there's someone off camera actually playing okay, and watching her right, and she and hits it and then they hit the chord. But okay. there's also another moment later on where um, the Russian cellist comes to her house to practice mm-hmm. and they finish, she goes, Cape uh, Lance's character goes to make her a coffee and then she says, can I play your piano? And she sits down and she starts playing a, a, a melody on the piano, not chords, just pecking out with one finger this melody yeah. that is seems to be something that Tar, Tar Lydia has Tar has yeah. written. Mm-hmm. But it's the most basic yeah. tapped out melody. It's not anything that a composer at that level would do. 
And there's a moment where she goes, sorry, she goes, what about if you changed this note for this note, an an A for a B flat, like half a semitone away. And she's going, "Mm, you know, like it's an amazing idea. And it's just any musician would look at that and go, no, that is not like it was a it was a chord sequence. You go, what about this chord? Mm. But you wouldn't say, what about this note? That is one away from the one you chose. And and this this world renowned composer is going. Oh, I never thought. Yeah, I just I felt. It, I don't know anything about music, no. but I even thought that seems like something I could come it up seems, with. And it wasn't <laughs> good. It was just. But I. But then I thought, oh, maybe this is what composers do at the start. Maybe at the very, very start of the process, it is Not like that chopsticks level. thing. I did think myself, wow, that no. I didn't realize it started off so you, basic. You can't. I don't think you can be a composer without having gone through all your grades on the piano and being okay. able to play properly. Yeah. And and she goes, that's as far as I've got with it. And you kind of go, what did you start? Start five seconds ago because there's no way that a, a, a musician at that level would play that. That is pecked out kind of. And I it was think just that myself, but I thought I just put that down to my lack of knowledge about conducting no, it's, and it's composing. It's just moments like that. I kind of go, composing, I say. you know, it should be. It just felt like the writer had I'm drifted. Not sure I understand. Yeah, my, even my watch yeah, doesn't, understand. doesn't understand. But it's it's like I think the the, the writer who is the director as well, I guess, yeah. had drifted into a bit of kind of talking about music they didn't quite understand right and I just think I'm, I'm sure they had music advisors on that on that mm. film that could have well, stepped in and go because all of those conversations I was wondering that afterwards as well because all the conversations at the start where they're talking about classical mm. music and famous conductors it yeah. seems you now I don't know much about yeah. either of those two things but it seems like it's all well versed and it's all correct so I was thinking the right, I was wondering and I meant to look this up is the, is the writer do they have a, a, a background in classical music or would they just bring in music? Is now, that, what way does it work in it, these music films? Do in, they bring um, in musical advisors? I guess they would have to, you know, because they'd want some level of authenticity to it. Mm. Now, I know in in the Eyes Wide Shut movie, the director plays the piano in it and he did seem like he was playing it okay. in that film. Right. And maybe if I look back and I might think differently, you know, but it was, he did seem like he knew. Uh, so maybe that's the only thing I could connect between the director and playing music. But I just think that anyone who could play would look at that moment and you were saying yourself you thought it was a bit simple looking and you're absolutely yeah. right it's just there's nothing there mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? and every time she goes to play the piano on her own it's all so hesitant and mm-hmm. you know and just nothing you know yeah. uh, but also I, the thing I thought about it was um, right she's a conductor of music she doesn't write this stuff it's not her music as such. But she does write music as well, though, doesn't it? Like, but not the music she's recording and not the music they're, they're but playing. But I think one of the, her last piece that she's playing, there is a piece that she's conducting and I'm pretty sure she wrote it herself, I think. There's well, they, they were talking about an accompanying piece for the main performance they were doing, and that's when they brought in the cello. Yeah, to be, yeah. But that wasn't hers. Yeah, that, that wasn't hers. But I thought there was, I was wondering this, but I thought one of the pieces was con- composed right, by I, her. I, that didn't come across. But anyway, what, what she was being paid for, the whole point of this was to conduct the Mahler thing and mm. record that. And, you know, so her, she, she there might have been parts of it where she played her own music, but what she's known for is her conducting and mm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And at, at the end of it, I was kind of going, I still don't fully get what a conductor does. That orchestra could sit there yeah. and do a very good performance of that music without her. Now, I'm not saying that conductors do nothing, but they 
Like there was one moment in it, I think, where she you see her conducting in a very aggressive kind of way. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? She yeah, was like yeah. she was fighting almost yeah. and punching. And I just kind of thought, come on, <laughs> you know. And it, it also doesn't seem to be like a unified kind of system of gestures that all no, conductors use. No, they all seem to have their own their version own of it. Well, that's why I find the the interview at the start so interesting because I never really knew what a conductor did. Mm. Do you remember that show that used to be on? It was actually brilliant. It was called Faking It. And it was on yes, Channel 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. And there was one where they got a guy, and I think he used to be a DJ or something, right. and they got him to fake being a conductor, and he fooled people. He yeah, was, yeah. But, but they were. But that was the first time where I thought, oh, well, there is an actual art to conduct. Yeah. There's a science to it, or there's, they are doing something. Cause yeah. it, it, before that, I was quite young at the time, it looked like they were just throwing their hands around and everything yeah, else. Yeah. But uh, with this, that's why when she was explaining what a conductor does and that they're the time and that yeah. nothing can start or stop without them and that they're the one who controls the music and the flow. Like, again, I don't particularly understand it, but I was thinking, right, well, it sounds like they are doing a job and the whole orchestra is follow is looking to them for guidance in that. So I do wonder, if they started doing something else, would the but they wouldn't start doing something oh, no, completely different? Like because the they are... started doing some sort of hand signal that's not the correct one. I think or, all they can do, all the conductor, not all the conductor is, but what the... It's keeping time, isn't It's it? keeping time, but it's also... Uh, controlling intensity and dynamics and right. quiet and loud and all of that stuff but the players are reading from the sheet music they're yeah. not going to play anything that isn't there yeah. all they can do is play it more intensely more relaxed faster slower whatever it is yeah. and she'll dictate that and all that happens in the rehearsal as she said herself it's not necessarily the performance it's all the rehearsal yeah, yeah. but is the conductor not almost like the equivalent of a director with a stage player or something it's like the the actors are there, they're saying the lines it's up to them how well they perform but it's the director whose job it's supposed to be to bring it out in them and to do it in a certain yeah. way that's going to make it look or it, feel, it feels like a director who is not allowed to change one word of that script yeah do you but, know what but I mean? it can change or they can change the tone of it or they can change they can the, yeah the but it's actually probably even less it it's, 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 it's more restrictive than that I think yeah maybe you know? mm. um, so it's all about getting a performance out of the orchestra but, but orchestral players are not known for going off book or you know they're, they're there to play and to de- deliver what's asked of them. Yeah. So they, you're not brought in because you're an amazing violinist who has an amazing style all of your own. Mm-hmm. You're an interpreter of music at the conductor uh, request. Yeah, you know, yeah. So you don't do your thing in there. You do what the conductor wants you to do. Yeah. You know, so I, it's, it feels... Do you know what I mean? It's like if you're a conductor of your, of your own music that you'd written, mm-hmm. I think, you know... I think there's more yeah, impact more. in that in yeah, a way. Yeah, I imagine it probably is. Yeah. In, in, in terms of story. Yeah. But because if you feel like kind of going, get over yourself a little bit here. You're a conductor of music. You're, you know, you're not splitting the atom here. What What is it? Well, the self-importance was well, suppose, was amazing, I thought. You but know? I'd imagine that's kind of the way it is in that scene. Like, that's the immersion yeah. that I always get, that that's, there is a bit of a haughty-tautiness about that sort of thing. But, is that but not, I think with her, it's because she's so renowned, because she's also yeah. a composer as well. Because she'd, win, she'd won a Grammy, she'd won an Oscar, she'd that's won right. the Tony, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Apparently but not necessarily as a, as a writer. Was, she, was that what they had said? Yeah, I think it was okay. as a composer, yeah, yeah of music. Okay. Yeah. Well, but um, I think that people are saying that apparently she is based on a, a particular composer but the director is saying no I, I've heard a lot of denials about that, yeah, that it's a, yeah. like I did enjoy it I, there's a couple of moments where I kind of felt this is kind of playing into the cliche of the tortured artist mm-hmm. you know 
the, this personality is what we have to endure for their genius. I just I think that's played she, out too but much. But I thought you know? she was going to be where I thought it was going to be more like um, whiplash in the way in the way in that the guy was like psychotic. I thought it was going to be like that. Whereas yeah. her personality, oh, it's was definitely more natural. More, it was a lot more pleasant. Than yeah, I was it was. Whiplash I, for me, Whiplash is is not a good film. I, oh, I think yeah. I structurally it just kind of like as soon as that teacher slapped that, we know as teachers mm-hmm. that if you, if you slap the student. It's but, over. But maybe it's different in music school. No, it's <laughs> it's different in rules. it's different in movies about music school because mm. the film would be over if it wasn't. Well, now <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, overall, like, so out of five, what would you give it? Um, I don't. I think it, in terms of what it's trying to do, I think it's very, very successful. I, I'd give it a a four and a half out of five okay. based on what it's trying to do and the kind of film it's trying to be and yeah. I think it's very successful and in terms of a piece of work that I enjoy I'd, I'd probably drop that down to a three okay you know so. I probably would have given it a five I, I can understand why it wouldn't be everybody's cup of tea but for me I suppose it was just quite different in that I lo- I kind of like the fact that it allowed the conversation yeah. to play out and so and, and allowed it to be slow just because we don't see that too much now the one thing I really didn't like was the credit sequence at the start I thought that yeah was I thought there was potential. something wrong with the yeah. film <laughs> but that was kind of like oh well now you're just forcing us to yeah, watch yeah. the credits because you that you obviously th- I thought that was a bit pretentious actually it was. It was I looked like it up director. and he was saying that he wanted to change people's notions of hierarchy yeah no I, I thought that go, he was like that's not coming yeah, across no he was know? obviously thinking people don't stay until the end they don't watch the credits everybody in this crew is really important they should be given their limelight and I, I could get the meaning behind and it and then four and a half minutes later to watch it <laughs> yeah. already such a long yeah, film absolutely. so no I didn't like the no. credit sequence at no. the start but apart from that I actually enjoyed it and I thought at the end but I thought yeah I enjoyed that that was really interesting probably wouldn't watch it again now I actually think I might watch right. it again now that I've hear, heard these theories yeah. I possibly might, might watch it I might it again. take a scan through it again just to see those mm. moments and I just I just think Kate Blanchett there's just something about Kate Blanchett she's yeah. just so easy she's so watchable yeah she's great she's, she's always amazing good you know. and everything um, but yeah okay yeah, so, so recommend it I think yeah. but uh, just <laughs> carve out some time for it yeah. and, you know. block out an afternoon no popcorn there. Uh, <laughs> okay so the next thing that we're going to talk about is the Last, Last of Us. Of us. <laughs> so you recommended this. Yeah. So, um... Oh, and I, here's our intro. When the cordyceps fungus makes the species jump from insects to humans, our existence is threatened like never before. This is the premise for both the 2013 Naughty Dog video game, The Last of Us, and the 2023 HBO drama series adapted from it. The cordyceps fungus takes over humans in a matter of minutes and makes them their host, gradually taking them over until they are more fungus than human, blind and savage. Pedro Pascal is Joel and on the night of the global cordyceps outbreak he loses his daughter. We catch up with him 20 years later living in Boston which is now a fortified city, closed off to the infected surroundings by Fedra which is basically what is left of the government. Joel is working as a smuggler and wants to go and visit his brother Tommy in Wyoming who has gone silent and unreachable recently. Joel and his partner Tess are asked to transport Ellie, played by Bella Ramsey, to a medical facility run by the Fireflies, a rebel group who oppose Fedra. Ellie has been bitten by an infected clicker but has proven to be resistant to infection and the Fireflies believe she is the only hope for a cure and a return to normal life. HBO's adaptation had almost universal praise, but can Lorraine defeat the ultimate final boss battle, which for her is a weariness of apocalyptic scenarios and a general lack of interest in zombies? And again, another great go. job by Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's um, it's a game based on a game that I played about seven or eight years ago, 
and it's like I, I would play about one game a year okay. or something like that a story based game from start to finish and uh, this thing takes about 10 to 12 hours to finish over however many Okay. Days or months in my case, as How it took to do. How old is the game? It's about ten years old, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, right. um, I think so. And uh, so it's um, it's based on a game that's uh, uh, the basic premise is that the world has been uh, basically destroyed by this fungus outbreak, where fungus leaps to the human species and kind of uh, infect them. And it's based on a particular type of fun fungus called the cordyceps. Mm -hmm. And basically what this does in insects is it takes over the insect's brain mm -hmm. and then a fungus grows out through the top of their head. Is this a, a real thing? Yeah. yeah. And it, it forces the insect to climb up to the top of a piece of grass or whatever to ex expose itself so it can be eaten and taken into other animals and distributed. In oh, that way. wow. So, so clever. But it's, uh, so it's got this real world uh, basis to it. Anyway, so basically this happens, there's a huge outbreak overnight and the world goes into chaos as it always does and then it cuts to, it's it's centered on this character called Joel and his daughter and in trying to flee the city that night mm. she ends up getting killed yeah. and then it cuts to 20 years later. It's, it's 20 years oh, it's, later, it's yeah. In the, film, in the series it's 20 years later, I think in, in, the, in the film or in the game it's 10. Yeah, it started off in 2003 in the film or yes. in the TV show and then it's tw now it's 2023. Yes, uh, yeah. so I think, um, it. yeah, so that's the premise and uh, it turns out that Joel is still living in this kind of closed off uh, city uh, where it's kind of, under military kind of rule in a way mm -hmm. and uh, he he's tasked with this job of taking this girl to a group of government resistance uh, fighters called the fireflies but this girl is resistant mm. to the infection yeah so she's been bitten but she didn't change yeah so they reckon they can take her make a vaccine and make a it. vaccine somehow uh based on her her blood or whatever so that's the premise of the game mm. and and the tv show right. and i i kind of now i What's the game like? Like I was trying to figure out how does this? How do you have a game like this? Well, I don't really play a lot of video it's, games. So. Like part of it is just shooting these mushroom-headed zombies that are uh, okay. that are popping up, but uh, but there is a story that runs through it, and it's the relationship between him and the girl. Right. Yeah. And he's uh, obviously he's lost a daughter, and then she becomes almost like a surrogate, surrogate daughter, daughter to him. But it's but it's got. I won't give away the ending by any means, but it's got one of the best endings to anything I've ever seen. The it's video game. The video game is just wow. such... Normally with video games, it all tends to end up with a big fight. Right. You know? And there is yeah. an element of that in this, but it's just... The, the best parts of that game are all story-related rather right. than game mechanics yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that's what I was that. really surprised about because I don't really play video games. I didn't realise there was such a narrative Yeah, video and, and that's games. essentially what it is. I thought it was just it. like shoot this thing yeah. go over there. So they're obviously on, on their way to take her to, uh, I think it's Wyoming they're taking her to. and it's So it's a long journey they have to get to to get her there and keep her safe mm -hmm. as they get there. So he is also trying to get to his brother who he hasn't seen in a long time. Right. Because uh, he, he's lost communication his with him. His brother was the guy who was in the car in the start. At the start. Tommy yeah. is his name. Yes. Is okay. So he's trying to get to him and he's taken her with them to and get there. do we there. know where Tommy is? Do we know where Tom he is? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember, but he's he's on the way to where they're going. Okay. So he this is where he was always going. He He's taking the girl, Ellie, to this Just place. And he, was, battery, he wanted to get a battery for his truck so he could go and see Tommy. Tommy. And now he's kind of got that and he's 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 going there anyway. So he's doing two things to, you know. Um, but, uh, okay, so I, I recommended this to you. I'd watched the first two episodes of it 
and recommended it to you and I could almost hear the groan <laughs> <laughs> at the thought of it so yeah so it, be three have you watched all three I watched all three okay. I watched the last one last night so what did you think night. of the first one yeah it was funny because I was just looking over my notes and how my notes change so much <laughs> from when <laughs> so this, the, my notes at the start are kind of reminded yeah. me of my notes when I listened to um Ghost, you know what's that name of that band again? Jellyfish. No, the other one. Ghost. Oh, yeah. Wilco. Wilco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, don't care. I'll anyway, so just read you out the, my notes from the start. Now, my I would I should preface by saying that my notes completely changed right, by okay. the end. Okay, and I also should preface by saying, as I was watching, I was thinking, oh God, I'm really just not a zombie or any yeah. sort of apocalyptic type person yeah, I don't, yeah. do you know especially now after Covid I'm a bit like oh, here, have we not gone through enough why do we want to <laughs> watch this? why do we want to re-traumatise ourselves yeah. so first of all I was like who's Fedra <laughs> this Fedra is the the Military organization really who've taken are, over. Who've taken who, over? They're kind of like guerrilla style, are they? They're not. No, the they're kind of a. It's. it's they, is it like what, the they're what's left of the government. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's great. And then I was like, don't care. I lost interest. <laughs> I lost interest after his daughter died. How far in the future is this? Now I know all this. It's just not into these apocalyptic things. Um, Love the beginning, wish it had stayed like that. Oh, I love the interview with the stars. Yeah, so they do this in the first two episodes, they do this world building kind of thing where in the first episode, it's 68, did you say? 68, yeah. So it's like a chat show, isn't it? Uh, and it's they've got these <laughs> this uh, experts on talking about the the dangers to face in the future. The guy weddings and funerals. Yeah, who's an odd choice. I think when mm. you do like a weird casting of uh, a well-known actor in a tiny part, yeah. it just it's distracting, I think. I kind of like it because I'm yeah. like, oh, what's this? Thing yeah. Here? It's supposed to be good. It just seems like the, it's a payday for a friend of theirs or yes, something I like that. Yeah, in a while. No, but anyway, he's he's talking about, they're kind of, they have to set the scene about this. So they're talking yeah. about, you know, one of the things that might there is a pandemic coming at some stage. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously it's very press pressing and what have you. But they're saying that um, uh, fungus is, is is a potential threat. They were saying, well, you know, fungus can't survive in humans. And then he says... They said that he can survive in humans. Can't survive yeah. the temperature. Which is probably true at the moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, he, mm -hmm. but he said, well, what if the world gets a little bit warmer? Yeah, I do adapt. like how And in that yeah, moment, no, you kind of go, oh, yeah. he's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is getting warmer. But it's very, it was, it was a very effective way to set it up, I yeah. thought. No, it was. And no, then it cuts to 20 uh, or 30 years later, whatever yeah. it was, more maybe. Yeah. Yeah, 40 that, that, Yeah, later, it would have been 40, yeah. yeah. No, I thought that was really clever. And now there's all these things now. Again, I think I might go back and watch it from yeah, the start yeah. because I was so, I was like a little girl watching it started throwing a tantrum going I don't want to watch this and then I said wanted to see more fungi I love fungus <laughs> I want to know how it actually takes hold of people because they never they never yeah. really said like well now I'm starting to know mm. okay people are bitten by other people but uh, now they think it got into the, through the food which again yeah. is quite clever I yeah. think I said I don't care about people shooting people so that's why I really liked the interview with the stars um, I'm not the best at paying attention when I'm watching things by myself but it's never going to decide when I'm this distracted I said I I hate that little new girl. She's got such an annoying face. <laughs> You're like every bloke on the internet. <laughs> yeah. She's not hot enough. That's what they're basically saying. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, no, 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 you're I not saying don't that. Like her but twisty up face. But now again, I'm starting to <laughs> like her. Who's Tommy? Is that his brother? Where did he go? And why is he following him? Now I know these. Um, I okay. Now I do still agree. Also, really don't think people talk like how they did in the hall scene. There was a couple of things that your one Tess, poor old Tess, which we'll get right. on to. She, so Tess is. Joel looks like Kate Blanchett. She does. Really? She's the girl from what was she in? She was in a oh, the science fiction thing called Fringe. She's been oh, in a I few different seen, things. Yeah, she, 
Yeah, she's at one stage she said something like, "What I do have is you." I just made a note of this, and yeah. it was all very—it's very dramatic now. She is quite a deep voice anyway, so I don't yeah. know if that's just making it. Say. Just at the beginning, I thought there was a bit of overacting, right? But again, yeah, yeah. maybe that's how you act in an apocalyptic world. I don't know. It would be a bit heightened, I would imagine. Yeah, um, <laughs> not a lot of time for you know, subtleties. Yeah. But she's she's Joel's. Um, she, you can tell they've been, they're in a relationship, yeah, but an unofficial, not, not yeah, non-committal he's kind of. not really as into it no, as her, you no, kind of find out as well. Uh, now that I know that little girl is going to be in it the rest of the time, I'm even less likely to watch yeah. it. I also said, I'm a big fan of fungi. It's absolutely amazing. I don't like them making out that it's a bad thing. It's amazing. It's not... <laughs> It's not that it's a bad thing, but it just does a, a species jump and it just yeah. does what it does in nature to us. Yeah, again, it doesn't care I, about yeah, us. Yeah, now you know that, that I know that it's actually based on a real bug yeah, yeah. that takes over a bug. That's, uh, then I say, oh, definitely getting a little bit more interested as it goes on. Why? <laughs> what was But it's on thin ice. But <laughs> <laughs> you're really episode. having a dialogue with yourself <laughs> on this one. <laughs> it was, I was up until the, the middle of the second episode, I was thinking, oh, I can't wait till I don't have to watch this anymore. And then got to the middle of the second episode when they went into that abandoned house. And there was all of those. Oh, the, the museum. There. Yeah. Yeah. That was brilliant. That was really so the this, way they did that was yeah. amazing. But just before that, there was another bit of world building in the second episode where it starts in Indonesia. And these yeah, soldiers fa- track down this uh, professor of mycology. Mm. She's a fungus professor. And they bring her to, into this, uh, I guess, an autopsy room where she looks at this, the body of this woman who apparently had gone berserk while yeah. working in a flower or yeah. uh, plant or yeah. something like that where she um, and that's the way they, they, they've said it because they it's a perfect what did they say a substrate for yeah. for, for fungus mm-hmm. but anyway this uh, so she so she looks into the microscope to look at the the cell work and she she could tell straight away that this is uh, a slide that has been prepared as if it was for human yeah. uh, cells and she, so she the alarm bells ring for her straight away that the and then she realizes that it's uh, she examines the body and she realizes that this is a body that has been infected. The fungus has made the jump to humans mm-hmm. and you could just see it dawning on her face mm. what has to be done. Now, what she suggests being done, though, I don't think anybody would actually do that. I don't think somebody would suggest that when they are in that place as well. Maybe well, a government would, or maybe people, I know things like that have happened in the past where that action has been taken to other people. I don't think somebody in that area yeah. themselves would say this is what needs to be done for the sake of the human population I just don't believe the people but I think um, what, what kind of came across so she suggests they asked her what should they do mm. and she says bomb yeah I don't and, think she would have done but that. I, I think, think but what, what kind of got me about that is I think I, I kind of went the other way and I kind of thought this is a person who knows what she's talking about mm. and, and, and she is just purely thinking of one species versus another mm. not and she, she her next thing was I would just want to be I want to go home to be with my family before it happens because yeah. I think she just knows the reality of it she's I think in her head instantly she does the numbers and she realizes how quickly it can spread mm. how aggressively it can spread and that if like you could see when when an uh, lockdown happened for us mm-hmm. and you remember there was that diagram of how um there was like the dominoes and you take one of the dominoes out and the, the, the toppling over stops. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if we all remove ourselves, you know, that the yeah. people can't connect and the, the thing. Spread. And if people had just done it, like yeah. on, a, on a very strict, if everyone, it was impossible. But if everyone had just stayed home and isolated themselves and just done it, 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 it would have happened. Mm. So I think she knows the reality of that and that it's, this is numbers. And if yeah. we do anything less than this, 
it won't work. Mm, so maybe now, because I'm thinking of something like COVID, was all, which was obviously very serious, but at the same time, this fungus, it's like, once you get infected, you turn into this monster, basically, that goes around biting so and killing people. So yeah. like, and that is obviously a different thing than we've ever experienced. And I'm imagine whatever experience. So. No, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a it's not a real world scenario by any means. But I think in, in that instance where she was suggesting bombing, it was just. That's the only way to stop it. You know. Because if I was her, I'd be getting out of there. Though. I'd be like, bomb them, but just give me like an hour. So but it's like, it, it, for just off the top of my head, if you can imagine if you had a very small garden and there was something infested in the grass, where you might just have to blast the grass and get it all gone and then replant it again. I do think she would have taken This is a global. If that was me, though, I would have been like, I'm just going to pack up my family and go, though. And then after maybe an hour and a half, do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> bomb the place in about two hours. <laughs> two hours. You know, but. Uh, just give me some warning. But I think it was just the, the realization for her yeah. the impact of this yeah and obviously they needed to show how serious this is yeah. and now I did say and I'm, again I have my answers to this from myself now but I did say why is it so popular though are people not sick of apocalyptic stuff now post do you know what I think it's it, not very it, what, grim and you'll, you, you might agree with this now having seen three episodes certainly the first two there's very little zombies in it. Yeah, which I... You know, yeah, and it's not... Like, the game is not really about that. The game, it, you, you get so kind of attached to the characters in the game. And in the game, the Ellie character is a lot more likable. That's the little girl. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I say little girl. She's 14 or something. And in, in the game, she's basically Ellen Page. You know, the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Currently, Elliot Page. Okay, say. Yeah. I don't mean currently, as if that's going to change. But <laughs> yeah. at the time, th- oh, this, is, this is how they identified. So, um, but it was... Uh, yeah, it's a much more likable character. So it just became more about the relationship with a backdrop of this. And right. the other elements where you're... You have to kind of get from one side of a thing to the other, and she can't swim and stuff like mm, that, you know. Okay. But it was by the end of it, the relationship is the most important part, mm. and it's it's a it's a happy ending on one level and an unhappy ending on another, oh, and it's just very effective, you okay. know. No, now that I've watched the third episode, see, and I was just thinking about this this morning, I get, I do get why people like it so much, and that it seems like for this genre it's mm. very unusual in that yeah. it is it's there's a lot of heart in it yeah. not, not literally <laughs> like there's a lot, yeah. heart in it. There's a lot of relationships obviously episode three which we'll get on to now it's so different to what i was expecting yeah. i think i'm just not familiar enough with the genre to realize mm. how kind of groundbreaking this is that's yeah that's and it's idea. but but also how much of the genre has fallen into just cliche yeah. you know like the walking dead just went on too long right. at the end people that. were rooting for the zombies you know really? and it was just okay. a, yeah like it was too much it was the same thing every time it was like oh we found a new community and they seem nice let's stay with them turns mm-hmm. out they're all weirdos and the zombies get in and destroy it then okay. you move on to another one right. and that's just how okay. it kept going yeah no i do like that it seems to be quite different again i just haven't watched enough zombie stuff probably to realize how different mm. it is but i thought like once they got into the museum i was pretty much hooked yeah. from there and then what happens in the museum is obviously very yeah. sad as well at the end um, but and I thought that the the makeup or effects or whatever it is like that fungus head is yeah. amazing yeah. it does look properly really and you even see close ups of like that guy that's in the rubble yeah, yeah that's amazing he's, but he's the way it so takes over up. like you do get a sense that this is this is one species turning another into its it's, own it's food spe- supply yeah. and it's you know yeah. and it's just taking it over and I it's, can understand taking it why would it make them oh yeah okay. it has to spread 
Yeah, it's you know? just, they're so vicious. I just can't imagine, like, hopefully this will never happen. I just, well, I think my problem with these zombie, zombie apocalyptic things are, is I can't ever imagine anything making human beings so vicious. But then I suppose it... But in this, they're not mean. humans anymore because you see that the, the, the fungus destroys their brain. Yeah. And it just keeps the bit of it alive just so that they can move about. Yeah. But it's like their personality is gone. They're not humans anymore as such. They're just replicating like, machines where yeah. zombies seem to be just relentless. But it's the viciousness of it. Like, and yeah. now again, obviously this is It's the non-human, the, the, the lack of humanity in it. It's, and and it's, the, how come they make those sounds? Which because, sound very good and scary yeah. and it well, works what well. What they're doing the is in the, in the, because the the fungus breaks out through their head mm. and they lose their eyes as a result and then this is kind of like echolocation like bats do this clicking oh, sound okay, to kind yeah, of locate things they can't see yeah so, yeah um, i did like i like that as well yeah. but there's one bit where i think it's i can't remember if it's ellie or tess or somebody is hiding or anything and you know there is somebody there it could yeah. be your man what's the name of the main guy pedro pascal, pedro. pascal. what's yeah. his character joel joel um yeah. he's kind of just at the, he's he's low he's trying to load his gun and you know there's it's right there yeah like that. I, I thought and the he's deaf in one ear really as well good. in the in the story oh, yeah. Easy. Okay, yeah i yeah. missed that because i wasn't again wasn't paying attention to the start now i did say about that so that was the house thing so i thought okay it's definitely getting a lot better now i'll probably keep watching but with the side eye <laughs> yeah. but then by the time i got to episode three i was thinking oh yeah no i'm definitely gonna there watch was the just just one moment at the end of uh episode two where there is a a bizarre kiss between a human character and a and episode a, two at episode two at the very end Oh yeah, well she's not really well. No, it's not. It's not a kiss. But is but that it, how? They, so then I was wondering. Oh, is that how it happens? Maybe no. they're not bitten. Maybe no. It's... I think in this case, you see that guy had just he was still half human looking face, yeah. and he goes up to her, and it's it's almost like there's a half a memory of him being human, and okay, and she can't hit. We're being vague here, but it, yeah. there's a, a moment where a character is trying to light Something. a lighter. Yeah, she's been infected, and she's about to turn because it takes about five minutes. Yeah, and she's trying to light the lighter, but her her like her um responses are going her human responses are yeah. failing and she can't do it okay. and this oh, creature approaches like. her and they have these kind of weird tentacle, the tentacle things in their mouth out, yeah and it's like the fungus coming yeah. out going. I did wonder I was like oh maybe that's how it happens maybe but it seems I like it's, it's a lot more vicious ways. like yeah. that but yeah but I thought that right I didn't that was so that. shocking though that was so I know, yeah, horribly like, intimate oh, and just you yeah, know yeah because he just kind of oh, I know that all oh, that bit was that. Well, after that bit then I was kind of hooked and then I was looking forward to watching episode 3 and then episode 3 is just so different so when I kept hearing and reading episode well yeah episode three everybody kept talking about how good it was you said it was like the best thing you'd seen on tv in, in long years time. Yeah, or something. Yeah. so I, I thought there was going to be a lot of fighting yeah, a yeah. lot of shooting that's a lot of violence basically yeah. and it's just the complete yeah. opposite of it. i mean it's 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 topped and tailed with ellie and joel actually finding a the car yeah. and the battery to get to actually continue their journey but in between it tells the story of uh these two characters, Frank Bill and, and, Frank and Bill. Yeah. And Bill is played by Nick Offerman. Yeah, well, as soon as I saw him, yeah. I thought, oh, great, because I and do he, love him. Yeah, he's amazing. And he plays like a, 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 a survivalist kind of thing. Yeah. And when everybody's been rounded up out of their towns and moved off to basically be killed because mm. they can't be, uh, dead people can't be infected, as they say, yeah. as he says on it. But he, he hides in his, in his basement bunker and he basically... How long does he hide there for? I think he's there for three years before anyone shows up. But how did he get all the supplies? See, you see, you see him TV. driving to Home yeah. Depot and grabbing all but the how bits. How did he do all that before they got to him? 
because that would have taken a while. He didn't do it. No, he didn't. They, they were just, it was just an ordinary town. The army came, rounded everybody up and drove away. And he waited, oh, so he, he hid in the bunker. He hid in the bunker until they were gone. Yeah, and then he, he Must just, have been a very well hidden bunker. Well, he actually had a, because you hear one point, the soldier, you could hear the soldiers up saying, saying they've checked the basement, okay. there's nothing there. But right. he had a separate Oh, okay. do you remember when he went back up into the living room there was like a chest of drawers attached to the, yeah, the yeah, trap okay, door yeah. and stuff no, like that no I do like watching people who are very you know in, 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 they have a lot of ingenuity <laughs> ingenious ingenious yeah ingenuity you know what I mean <laughs> I always love saying you get halfway through a word and go oh, oh abort abort <laughs> edit point <laughs> but but uh, yeah, no, so I, I love actually because because I know how crap I would be in those situations. Oh God, I yeah, love yeah. watching people who are so capable. Yeah, like, God, imagine if I was even ten percent as capable. <laughs> as that. And then I watched. So I watched it last night. And my my computer does this brilliant thing of when it's on VLC when a, a file is stopped, it actually goes back to the beginning and again and plays it, which is brilliant for right. me because I'm so bad <laughs> at paying attention. So I kind of get so it, I saw the beginning of it again up until maybe like ten or fifteen minutes right. in or something. So I saw him going around get, getting, getting all the supplies, all the supplies which yeah. I completely missed the first time so he <laughs> turns he turns a small kind of community into a gated community and yeah. he has all these Where traps where the gates from I think Home Depot again or you okay. know, I, I guess very... I didn't question it. I just kind of thought there's nobody here to stop and take anything he wants or anything yeah anything. no I did I did like all of that yeah. and then and then so then he has all these traps yeah. set up around and you see one of them actually killing a zombie head and all this yeah. sort of stuff or fungus head and then but then a, a human is yeah, trapped, gets in, trapped it, in and then he, goes, in the he goes out to look who it is mm. and the person says I'm not infected and then he ends up coming into the yeah. house and he ends up staying there and he ends up staying there and uh, a relationship ensues mm, between the two of them yeah. which and it, it the, ep, the rest of the episode just tells the sorry tells the story of the next 15 yeah, 17 20, years or yeah, something like yeah. that um of their life together yeah. and it's uh, it's, it's just amazing nice. yeah. I just thought it was one of the most yeah, moving no, is, things I'd seen in a long time and yeah. it was just especially seeing a middle aged gay couple middle aged yeah. male gay couple which you just don't yeah, yeah. really see that much and it was like and there you know it was uh, so unexpected and so mm. just very sweet and, and very moving and felt very real yeah. it just, but it, it also it didn't feel like um a detour really in some ways because it <clears throat> kind of sets up some of the themes of the thing you yeah know? and then when you see <clears throat> there is a flashback at one stage or kind of well in the show it's a flashback anyway um you see that Joel and Tess actually met at, met them. at one stage because Tess and Frank, um, who's the partner of the survivalist, yeah. he has a radio and he really wants to meet other people yeah. and your man, which one's Frank and which one's Bill? Uh, Bill is the survivalist. Bill is the survivalist. Yeah. He doesn't, he's happy just being the two of them but Frank is saying, we're going to have friends so he's yeah. obviously talking to people on the radio, he obviously comes across Tess so they invite him, yeah. her and Joel there. So then we know then at some stage Joel is going to be able yeah, to Yeah, that's where there. Joel is heading yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So it does know all of that. I was like, ah, yeah, no, this is a nice little setup for yeah. it. And again, it's just done in, in such a lovely way. And the like it, it just became about the relationship. And I was, and then at one stage you do see people do try to break in. And yeah. you think, oh no, they're going to get them. Yeah. But then the fact that, yeah, anyway, I won't spoil yeah. any more than we already have. But um no, I love that. And by the end of it, then I, uh, yeah, no, I'm hooked now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it went from me being like, oh my God, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> no, I, just, I tell you'd like it because it, it wasn't going to do. It's not the typical no. zombie yeah. apocalypse. Thing, and it, yeah. it was just wave after wave of 
mushroom headed guys, you'd just be kind of this is boring. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's that's it's more where about the relationships. Yeah, and that's where uh, most zombie movies go wrong. I think where they they've just got too many zombies in yeah, them. You yeah, know? yeah. And, and they it's, get boring after. And a while. The Walking Dead started that way, where it was more about the real danger was from the humans who are left behind trying to survive. Everything right. else can kind of be negotiated yeah, if you're clever, yeah. but. Um, it was just how people's greed and people's own desires kind of screw everything up for them. Yeah. But they, they kind of lost sight of that very quickly. Right. But but this, I think, is going to have a... They've already commissioned a second, second series. Season, yeah. It's, now, it's the, the highest rated show on HBO ever, is it? Is it? it? Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe just in terms of... The, yeah, the, the yeah. Oh, like, and apparently a crazy amount of people watched um, episode three. They said, I, I don't know, Nick Hofferman was on some yeah. chat show and he, he mentioned the number and it was something... It was it was like twenty or no maybe it was more than probably forty million. It was crazy. Right, okay. It was a ridiculous yeah, yeah. amount of people watched wow. the the third episode. So um and he said he just keeps getting so many lovely messages about yeah, it. It was actually his sweet. wife who he yeah. wasn't going to take it and his wife read the script apparently he said yeah, no, yeah. you have to do this. And his wife is um, Megan Mullally. You know her. From, I don't know. She her. was in uh, Will and Grace. Oh, is that his yeah, wife? Yeah. Oh, that makes me like him even more. <laughs> he's brilliant. Oh, and have you ever seen him? He's like. Uh, on any of his YouTube stuff, he's a furniture maker and all of that stuff, oh, and right. and he's he's you kind of believe he could be that guy yeah, oh, in definitely. a way, but in oh, a very kind of nice way. Like yeah. no, no, I, I know. I'm glad you recommended it to me. Thank you for recommending mm. it to me. I'm glad I stuck with it. Yeah, play me, but no, <laughs> I won't get into it. But series two has a big problem to overcome if it's based oh. on the second game because there is a Last of Us Part Two game okay. that came out. It's I probably, got a big yeah, problem might, to overcome. Mm. You might have heard about what it is. No, but, I haven't. Uh, I, I don't say. even know if I'll watch season two. I don't know. I just think with these things, the first season is always the best. Yeah, I mean, there is more to do with it, I think. And it could be the kind of thing where if they're clever about it, they could have... Um, they could have one series with these guys and then another series telling a whole other story from somewhere else, maybe, and yeah, just move maybe. it around a bit. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe even the best thing is... I was going to say one and done, as they say about these mm. things, but maybe two and done is, is all it needs. Mm, I'd say you know? so, yeah. But no, I think I'm definitely going to watch the rest. But when's the next episode out? Uh, it's out every Monday on Sky ah, or okay. Now TV. Okay, brilliant. Um, I will watch so, the next yeah. one. Great. Yep. Yeah, no, so far, I'm, I'm re I am really enjoying it. I eventually got to that stage. Um, Anything else you'd recommend before um, we go? Just for the ne our next episode, I was thinking, um, I wouldn't mind having watched that Pamela Anderson documentary. Oh, I watched That's, it, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. So maybe we could talk, yeah, yeah. About, we'll talk that about that the that, next yeah. time. Um, um, the stand-up comic thing that you sent me, the Bo Burnham Rothaniel. wrote. Yeah, I still haven't yeah, watched that, so I might that watch that. That's a couple of years old, but it is very good. Okay, yeah. right. And season four of Succession is coming out. Perfect. Yeah, yes. so that's coming out really soon. And there is something else that I thought, oh, we'll definitely talk about that, but yeah. I've forgotten it now. There's going to be a good few things coming out. Yeah. I think I might be going to see The Whale tonight. Oh, right, so okay. So if you haven't, are you, have you seen that? No, but I want to see it. Okay, I like, maybe uh, we could chat about that I as like well. like Darren so. Aronofsky's movies, even though they're a bit... Weird. Tough at times. Yeah. You know, so. No, this is a good time because everything's coming out yeah, and leading up to absolutely. the Oscars. Good yeah. stuff. Anything you'd recommend in the meantime? Uh, no, is there anything I'm listening to at the moment? Oh, I've started, I've become obsessed with my therapist ghosted me. You know, that podcast with Joanne McNally and Bob Oh, Williams. no, I will check oh, it out. People, keep telling, people have been telling me to listen okay. to it for ages. And for years, I was going, no, I cannot listen to those two voices together. And then oh, they, it's just so funny. Like, right. you just become obsessed with Joanne McNally is hilarious. And Bob right. Williams is actually very funny as well. But Joanne McNally is just like, everything she says is right. funny. You just like, keep her in a room so and get her talking. I started listening to a podcast called You You Weren't, You Were Never Here or something oh, like that. Oh, that sounds familiar. And... I was listening to the first episode. I go, no, not another podcast about a woman who gets murdered yeah. and we never get closure. And it's just, I've heard this podcast yeah. 10 times before. So I just I can't listen to any more of those. Mm. The only other thing I saw that I would recommend is 
uh, robot doll movie Megan. Oh yeah, I really that. enjoyed it. It was so. It did, I watched it. And I went. That movie did not need to be that good. Yeah. Yeah. It really <laughs> didn't need to have that much effort put into it. It's a. Uh, what's that girl who was in Nope? Not Nope. Uh, Get Out. Uh, Alison Brie. No, different Alison. Uh, we're great at the names, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. But anyway, she's in it. And she's very good in it. Okay. But it's just. It's just so enjoyable, yeah, and it's just you I'd know, it's, a bit of a romp. It, it, it's really, it's really worth looking. Yeah. It's, it's much better than you think it's gonna be. Okay, I'm gonna you know? check it out. Um, so that's it, really. That's Great. all I can recommend. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, until the until next then. time, then. Bye. Ooh, Ooh, nice. <laughs>